welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Jeff Griffin. Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, stories of inspiring achievements and community contribution. Every week, we will celebrate an award program category winner or finalist. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know that Australia is in good hands. Together with our corporate partners and not-for-profit partners, Awards Australia showcase ordinary people from right across Australia doing extraordinary things. If you enjoy hearing the stories of our inspirational Australians, please subscribe, rate us and review us. We'd really appreciate it. This week's Inspirational Australian podcast guest is Glenn Cook, better known as Cookie. Cookie has been an electrician for 29 years and he's passionate about power line safety. He's actually a specialist. I'm really keen to know what that actually means. Cookie, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Good to have you on board. And um, um, obviously the question I've got to ask first is what is a power Line safety specialist. Well, I suppose, mate. Um, it's, it's someone that knows all, all about the the laws and legislation around um, power lines. You know how high they've got to be. You know the exclusion zones that are around them for workers and and how to work safely around them. But I suppose it's being a, a electrical safety specialist too. So being an electrician for all those years, I've done. Uh, I, I was an electrical inspector as well. So I've done over three hundred shock investigations. So. I've been around electrical safety for for a long time, but I help businesses, you know, in particular, uh, help them become, you know, more compliant with the laws and legislation around power lines because people are just sort of unaware of of some of those factors when they need to work near them to to keep their people safe and you know the general community as well when they're interacting around um, power lines whether they be overhead or underground so I've got a lot of knowledge on the standards and the and the codes of practice and the legislation around that so yeah 100 percent it's not something people would regularly think about that's for sure so what sparked excuse the uh, pun your interest in power line safety and how did you get involved initially? Oh, look, um, like I said, I've been in the industry for, it's actually 30 years now, so clicked over to the big three zero. So, uh, you know, being in that space, I was more of a, a worker, you know, climbing poles, digging holes, you know, putting power lines back up, worked through numerous cyclones and and that type of stuff, you know, uh, dealing with um, power line safety. But I was a basically a supervisor there for a while and I moved around. I've done a lot of work up mainly in Cairns and Cape York I was I was working on. I did three years on Thursday Island as well. But I moved to, to Harvey Bay nearly 11 years ago and one of the first jobs I had to do was a, a fatality involving a person that accidentally contacted overhead power lines. So that really did spark my interest. And the reason why it did, I suppose, is, you know, I got this phone call and, and someone said there's a something going on down the road. I think someone's hit some of the power lines and it was only about, four or 500 metres from our depot in Harvey Bay. And I was the supervisor and, you know, all my guys were out of town working. And I, when I jumped in the vehicle, I'll go and have a look what's going on, you know. So as I started driving around towards this site, um, 
I looked to my right and I could see an elevator work platform and I could see some paramedics on it. And there you could see that they're trying to revive the person. And I've gone, oh. and I've thought to myself, why me? Because it's, it's selfish, I know, but I've actually been to numerous fatalities and numerous incidents where people have been involved in these incidents. So I was like, why me again? Because it, it's not nice, right? It is absolutely right. not nice to, to see this stuff. And then, you know, you just feel so much empathy for the, the families and the, the businesses and everyone involved. But what made this one worse, I suppose, is I looked to my left and it's the Harvey Bay High School and it's lunchtime. And there's like 80 to 100 kids all lined up on the fence and they've sure. seen this this person accidentally electrocute himself. So he, he, he did die on this particular day. So, you know, that really did spark my interest because I'm like, you know, why don't people understand if you get too close that it can get you and very easily kill you, right? And why don't people understand the laws and the legislation around it because it's there for a very obvious reason? But... Yeah, I sort of fell into it uh, in that respect, I suppose, because my employer then in that investigation found out by interviewing me that I'd been involved um, with numerous fatalities because I was a senior inspector up in, in Cairns. So I dealt with a lot of fatalities and then I was asked by the business to change my career path and um, I wasn't too keen on that. You know, it's like safety. No one likes the safety guy. <laughs> Not too sure about this, and and then they sort of made it a little bit worse. I said, "What's what's the what's the title?" And they said, "Oh, community health and safety advisor." I was like, "Sounds like you're hearing condoms out at the hospital." <laughs> so I'll be right. Just like, no, no, no. And then yeah, I found out more about it, and it would you know it would be more of an educational type role, um, you know, getting to people face to face and and trying to help people understand, you know, what it is to, to safely work around power lines. So I suppose 11 years ago, I certainly didn't envisage being in safety and I certainly didn't think that I'd win awards for what I'm doing. But um, as you probably already worked out, I'm pretty passionate about it, right? So. <laughs> well, I think that's a good thing. And was that particular incident that you referred to the turning point that made you so passionate or was it a build-up of, you know, the fatalities, the injuries and the situation? Uh, I think it was seen? more, yeah, it was the actual incident, to be honest, because when I pulled up and, and seen the, the kids and, you know, and, and then, yeah, being uh, approached with a role as well, right? Um, and, like, I had no idea I could get up and talk in front of a group. I had no mm -hmm. idea I could do that. Um, one of the first things I thought, I'm like, oh, I'll, you know, was they said, you know, you, you do presentations and stuff for, for groups of people. I'm like, I'll find a way to get around that. And I still remember <laughs> the first one I, I, I did. I felt really good about it. I thought, oh, that went across all right. And, you know, I had guys lined up to shake my hand and, and, and I was saying, thanks a lot. I, I learned so much. I had no idea. And, um, you know, thanks for doing this. And I was like, all of a sudden I started feeling really good about what I was doing, you know, and, and I've gone, oh, I've actually touched a few people. And, you know, one guy even said to me, I think you might have saved my life. You know, tomorrow I'm going out and we're working near power lines. I didn't know any of that stuff. So, uh, you know, knowing that, and I know now in, in the past 11 years, I know that I've stopped incidents from happening, which hopefully means that I've stopped someone from being severely hurt, injured, or even killed, right? So yes. that's what keeps me going. And just the positive feedback that people give you when you get in front of them and, and do a talk, um, you know, it's it's easy just to say, you know, stay away from power lines, but us humans, we've got to be convinced, right? And yes. we absolutely love talking to each other. 
putting ads and all the rest of it out there, people don't always take that in, right? It's 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 understanding what actually occurs and and how things um, happen and and why it is these incidents happen all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Who do you speak to? What would uh, your main audience be? Uh, look at ninety five percent of these incidents, right? I'll, I'll give you a bit of a stat. So in Queensland alone. On a weekday, there will be two to three incidents of someone hitting an overhead power line okay. in particular. Okay, um, you know that includes the wires, the poles, the stay wires, stuff like that, and also the underground power lines, right? But um, it's mainly workers, so it's people out there doing the work around around power lines that absolutely don't see them. Let me ask you: What do you reckon gets hit more, overhead power lines or underground? Have a bit of a guess. I would have said underground because you can't see them. But Yeah. No, 25 overhead power line strikes to one underground in Queensland. Wow. All right. Yeah. So 25 overhead. So when I first started this role, I was a bit naive, I suppose, but you sort of go, why can't people, you know, you think oh, people just doing, you know, risky work or um, – but what it is when you speak to people that have hit it, I say, well, what happened? And they all go, Cookie, I 100% knew it was there. I just didn't see it. So once I realised that as an electrician and a bloke working in the power line industry, I 100% see them. I go on holidays and my wife, Monique, goes, oh, he's taking photos of power lines again. And my kids are laughing at me and I'm like, <laughs> I, I might be a bit weird, you know what I mean? But that's the uh, yeah, industry I'm in. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you see different construction and you take a photo of it. You know, you know. I'm always <laughs> saving stuff to, to show people, you know. Yeah, and just understanding that people don't absolutely don't see it, right? And it's because of one thing. It's called inattentional blindness. It's a human factor. Every human has it. I have it. So power lines are built to a standard to be out of your reach in your normal everyday life. You know, mowing the lawn in the front yard, you know, working around the house. It's safe enough for you to do your normal work. Once you start doing guttering or roofing or cutting trees, all bets are off, right? Now you're going to impact stuff. And like I said, 95% of it is people using, you know, cranes, farm machinery, you know, elevated work platforms, all this gear that can now get high enough to actually reach the exclusion zone or reach the power line. And this inattentional blindness that I was talking about is just that one point in time when your brain doesn't recognise the risk. So your brain is trying to constantly conserve energy. So it picks what you want to see or, or determine what's interesting and important to you. So because the power lines are normally out of your reach in your everyday lives, your brain says you don't need to worry about the power lines and it basically blots out the power line. So an example, you come to a T intersection in your car and you're looking left for right for, for cars and trucks and you miss the bloke on the motorbike or the push bike. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, well, that's it's, certainly not your first yeah, it, priority, I think. That's right, and it's because of inattentional blindness, because you're not looking for a bike or a, or a, or a motorbike, right, because yeah. there's more cars and trucks. So you, you do miss them, and that's what happens with power lines. Your, your, your brain actually just blots it out because it's not interesting and important to you, right? But understanding that your, you know, your eyes can deceive you, right? It's like the old saying in Star Wars that um, Obi-Wan Kenobi said, don't trust your eyes, they can deceive you, right? So um, it, it's very true. In, in, and when you're out working near power lines with equipment that can go high, 
or, or, or reach power lines, it happens more often than, than people think. And, you know, even myself not being in that space as a, as a worker working for my employer, um, when I got into this role, I suddenly seen it and, and seeing the stats come through that it happened, you know, two, three times a day. And that doesn't even include, you know, motor vehicle accidents that are out of control that might run into a pole or a pillar. There's thousands more of those incidents that occur, but there's nothing I can sort of do to stop that. I mean, you know, we've got traffic and, you know, police and, and traffic management things trying to stop things, incidents happening like that. But I sort of got to concentrate on more, you know, the workers trying to make sure that they're aware of what will happen because a lot of people just don't realise how dangerous power lines can be if you reach them or you interact with them, right? I guess um, education would be really important in businesses that might be associated with this type of issue. Yeah, yeah, and that's getting back to what your question was, I suppose, who do I talk to? It's workers, so mainly um, the, the high-risk industries that um, I've identified or we've identified in our role, you know, agriculture, construction, aviation, tree loppers, stuff like that. So people that are in those industries, they're in a higher-risk category. Um, so yeah. we try and um, get in front of, of those workers. And, like, I usually do a better an hour to an hour and a half talk, you know, sometimes um, some large conferences and stuff. So, you know, just last late last year I did the Crane Institute Council of Australia. It's the, the, the Crane Association for Australia. So talking to business owners of these cranes to try and help them be more aware of what their workers need because, you know, in essence we are setting people up to fail by sending them out with no plan to work around overhead power lines because, as I said before, workers, you just don't see them. You've got so much other stuff going on. You've got, you know, using a crane example, you've got your lift plan, you've got all, you know, where's it going to? Where's this being dropped down to? You're talking to different people on site. You know, same with a farmer. He's got, you know, spray rates. You know, where am I, you know, ploughing to? Where am I harvesting to? You know, where's the haul-out vehicle? There's all these other things going on. If you haven't set the initial plan, for the power line hazard, it's really easy to miss, right? And that's what happens. You know, it's it's no one's fault. It's it's there are incidents that are one hundred percent preventable, but you just need a plan. And that's what I found that everybody that hit a power line absolutely had no plan to work around it. Yeah. All right. What are some of the most important factors to be aware of? You know, are there are certain types of power lines uh, that are more dangerous. I mean, it's probably a silly comment but uh, no look i always say to people i sort of start and i'll you know in my talks I'll, I'll sort of explain why i'm so passionate about it and you know that incident that i spoke about before and it sort of you know gets people interested and i say look what you do need to understand as well is and i always say to people knowledge is the best defense when it comes to power line safety or electrical safety in particular if you understand how electricity works it can save your your life in an emergency situation in particular um, but also save your life if you if you understand a plan around it. So the way electricity works, it, it wants to complete a circuit, right? So I always use a 12-volt battery example. So, you know, a 12-volt battery in your car, it wants to travel on a complete circuit to get from the positive terminal around to the negative terminal, going through a switch and lights the lights in your car, right? When it completes a circuit, electricity is really happy, right? And it wants to do it in the quickest and easiest way that it can, and normally that's through circuitry, or power lines, or, or metal in particular. So metal's a great conductor of electricity. But us humans, we're 75% water, we're also an excellent conductor of electricity. So if you interrupt that circuit and it can't get back to its power source, electricity can get 
angry, as I said, at people, particularly high voltage um, power, will we'll try and complete the circuit and it'll try and go through a human body if it's near you. But it can also go through the earth to try and complete the circuit. Understanding that electricity can, you know, try and complete that circuit and go through the human body or even the ground is really important in an emergency. So that um, going through the ground, is there's a specific name for it. It's called the surface voltage gradient. So the way I explain it to people is if you imagine a body of water, chuck a rock in the middle. So ripples will form, right? So where the rocks hit, the ripples are higher or stronger and then they slowly dissipate. So, for example, if a tip truck hit a power line, and it was 11,000 volts. 11,000 volts will travel through the metal of the tip truck and then it'll, it'll basically hit the ground and then it goes through the ground trying to get back to its power source. And each one of those ripples is a different voltage. So well, 11,000 volts is the, the voltage I'm thinking of here. The first ripple will be 10,000 volts. Next ripple, 9,000, 7,000 and so on. So if you were standing near that vehicle and you had one foot on the 8,000 volt ripple, one foot on the 7,000-volt ripple, it would see the human body because what do you think is a better conductor of electricity, the ground or the human body? It's the human body. So it goes through the ground and goes, here's a better path, and it goes up through the human. So just standing near the machine or, you know, even if that was a fallen power line that fell down in a storm, it can go through you just by being near it, right? So that's called the step potential. But if you actually touch the vehicle, and the ground at the same time while it was touching a power line, you would cop the full um, touch potential, it's called, which is 11,000 volts. So understanding that information in an emergency, right, so even, say, a motor vehicle accident where, you know, out-of-control vehicle, it's hit a pole, the power lines have come down and they've fallen onto the car, your first instinct as a human is to get out of there, right? It's fight yeah. or flight, right? Yeah. If you understand that the electricity will flow through the metal of the machine before it will go through the human is really important. So you stay in the vehicle, right? So metal is a better conductor than the human body. So you're like a bird on a wire as long as you stay in the vehicle. If you try and exit and touch the, touch the ground and the machine at the same time, that's where you can get electrocuted. So just like I said, knowledge is the best defence. If you, if you educate yourself and, and understand that, you know, electricity will take the quickest and easiest path, and that's through metal. So if you're in a machine in an accident, you accidentally hit power lines or a, a car accident like that, it's imperative that you stay in the vehicle, right? Um, Quick question. What about your phone? Like, you know, it comes to mind. You're in the vehicle, the power lines are on it. Do you pick up your phone or you yeah, just? Yeah, yeah. Pick up the yeah. phone and ring triple zero immediately. So yeah. the safety message that we, we say there is stay, cool, wait. Stay yeah. in the vehicle. Will stay away from the vehicle for bystanders or someone that comes in. You stay away. You call triple zero and you wait for help. Right. Yeah. That's it. Stay cool. Wait. Um, you know, we'll get to this point in my talks, and then people go, "Hang on, what if there's a fire?" Okay. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'll say, "Okay." You know, there's only two reasons I can think of of ever needing to get out of it, and that means the vehicle is on fire, and I mean you're going to burn to death yeah. or there's that much smoke or gas coming into the cab or into the, the car that you're going to die of asphyxiation, right? You can no longer breathe. Yeah. So you can now, now that you understand how electricity works, you could risk the electricity because you understand you've got step and touch potential and that surface voltage gradient to worry about. So you, you jump clear of the vehicle and you land with your feet together. You, you do not try and shut the door. You will want to shut the car door or, or shut the vehicle door, right? 
you've got to be aware of that. If you, as soon as you touch that door, you've got the touch potential, right? So you jump clear and just keep your feet together and you just hop away. It doesn't need to be huge hops as long as you keep your feet together because um, there's no way for the electricity to go through uh, your step, I suppose, as long as you keep your feet together. And as long as you get 10 metres away, that the surface voltage gradient has dissipated and then you'd be safe, right? But you also got to remember you can't go back for your phone, you can't go back for your smoko, don't go back for your wallet, you know what I mean? Once you're out, you're out. And, and you know, people laugh, but it's like so many times you, you read these things and people have panicked and exited and they've just been lucky that the power's off, right? And they've gone back to get their wallet or their phone or... Right, so I just say to people, you're more likely to win Powerball, you know, than actually be in an accident where the the vehicle's now on fire and you actually have to exit. Um, it's a very rare occasion, so it's just something that I picked up on when I started this role. Was you know, I'd be out regional Queensland somewhere talking to a local council, for example. And I'll be sitting at the pub at the end of the day and I've got my look up and live shirt on and I'm having a beer and a feed and and someone goes, oh, yeah, you know, what do you do? And you say, I'm in power line safety. And then and then they go, oh, yeah, I know all about it. You know, you, you jump, you jump, you do the hop, the skip and the jump and they, they get the whole escape procedure completely wrong. And I said, mate, you missed the most important point. The most important point is you absolutely just stay there. You don't need to get out. You don't remember, don't remember, need to remember how to escape, right? The real important message is to stay. So that's one of the things that I push at all my talks and anyone I talk to is, is make sure you just stay there. You won't have to get out, right? And we, we sort of make stickers to go in vehicles. So if you do have to escape, you're sitting there. It's not the movies. It's not going to explode on impact. You're going to have time to think about it. And we've got little diagrams that shows people, you know, you jump clear of the vehicle and pop or shuffle away. Another one that I just mentioned before, you can hop, but you can also shuffle your feet if you keep constant contact with the ground you can do small little shuffles but i always say to people if there's a fire behind you you're not going to be shuffling anywhere right you're going to be <laughs> hopping away the the, the americans and in, in sort of north america canada and the u.s they sort of promote the shuffle a lot you know to be more practical um if you're staying in the vehicle you shouldn't have to jump out and shuffle if it's on fire the only option is probably to hop um, so that's why I sort of promote the, the hop method uh, as opposed to the shuffle method. So, yeah, um, yeah. Or, or jump with two feet together. Yeah, you, you jump with your feet together. If you got you know, people always ask me, can you run or, you know, can yeah. you go on one foot? The reason why we say two feet, you're more stable, right? As yeah. soon as you try and hop on one foot, you lose your balance. You try and right yourself, your feet are apart, and yeah. you can get a shock that way. So. Like I said, knowledge is the best defence. Educate yourself around, you know, the step and touch potential and that surface voltage gradient, you know, and that's mainly for emergencies. Um, but, you know, having that that plan in place, I suppose we're sort of moving forward a little bit and that's where I did come up with the the look up and live um, mapping concept That's a, that is pretty much, you know, I've won this um, award and it's because I've got a, a free product to sell, right? So what I said before People absolutely have no plan to work around overhead power lines. So we set people up to fail by, by going out with no plan. So, um, you know, we, we spoke about underground power lines there before. Underground power lines are in um, Die Before You Dig, right? So Die Before You Dig is a service that allows you to get a very simple plan. And that's the reason why people don't hit underground power lines as much because they can't see them. So us humans go, well, I need to come up with a plan. 
whereas the overhead stuff, people just go and work. So I said, we need to be able to overlay the power lines onto like a Google, you know, Google Maps type setup so people can see the power lines and plan them at an early stage. You know, for example, construction sites, you know, someone's building a, uh, you know, a large apartment complex, you know, 12 months out, they should be talking to the power line companies and saying, can we get rid of these overhead power lines? Can we put them underground or do they really need to be here at all? What's the plan to, to get rid of it so we can build it safely, number one, and it's safe for generations, right? Um, or, you know, crane companies, for example, they're going to site. They can now type in where they're going the next day. Before they even get there, they can find out that the overhead power lines uh, are there and how are we going to work safely around it, right? And then there's, you know, the laws and legislations to, to do that. And uh, as I said, it's a very simple concept, but, um, yeah, tremendous feedback because, like I said, when I did my talks, um, you know, you go through and you sort of explain why I was there and I suppose scare people a little bit to go, well, you know, having a little bit of fear actually makes you want to learn more, right? So I work on a, on a system called uh, Protection Motivation Theory, it's actually a theory from the 70s, and it's very good for safety initiatives. So instilling a little bit of fear and feeling a self-worth to get home to your friends and family actually wants, you know, gets you to want to learn more. And then something needs to be really easy for you to actually put that in action. And that's when I come up with the Look Up and Live app, right? I said, well, tell it's us on your phone. So, yeah, it basically maps... Um, every power lining in Queensland, in New South Wales um, and South Australia at the moment, so other distributors are jumped on as well, um, maps all the power lines geospatially. So you can look at your house, you can look at your work site, you can look at your farm and see exactly where the power lines are. Um, you know, a big red line going through that might say it's 33,000 volts and then on either side of that red line is some yellow dotted lines that tells you that's where the exclusion zone is and that's where the danger area is. So what plans have I got in place to actually work there? Shows you where the poles are and what number is the pole because, you know, our business, we want to know what the pole number is if, if you want to interact with us, right? Um, we can find pole numbers even better than, you know, addresses, for example. It just uh, allows people to you know, put a plan in place. So then you can print out your farm, for example. You could take a, a, a shot of your farm. It will give you all the infrastructure that there, who owns it, whether it's Ergon Energy, whether it's Energex, whether it's um, Essential Energy in New South Wales, whether it's Endeavour Energy or whether it's South Australian Power Networks, okay? Tells you who owns it and if you need information, who to contact. Um, and you can just click on it and then there's links to go back to to the, the owner's websites to find out safety advice. You know, how do I put some power line markers up there, for example? So a great new innovation that's been around for the last four or five years is a, a power line marker called a rotor marker. Now, it's a red and white spinning marker that absolutely negates that inattentional blindness I was talking about before. If something is moving in your peripheral vision, your brain will go, absolutely, that is interesting and important. So it's back to the caveman days basically, right? So when you're out there foraging for food, our eyes love movement and our brain loves movement. So something's moving, your brain goes, that's interesting and important, and you look at it. These, these markers are sitting up on the power line, they're rotating. It just sort of spins there and it's like a flashing light. It goes red and white. And your eye just sees it and you can't unsee it. It just brings the power line hazard 
front of mind. So if you're on a construction site or on a farm, it's a really important hazard you need to be aware of. So, you know, when someone uses the Look Up and Live app, for example, they go, yep, we've got power lines on our site. How are we going to, you know, work near them? Let's, let's talk to Ergon Energy or Energex and get them on site. They'll say, look, let's put some rotor markers up for you because, you know, the power needs to be on, for example. Um, but, you know, if we keep everyone clear of the power lines, it's going to be safe enough, but we don't want people to make a mistake and go and work too close to them. So rotor markers are a, a really good example. So Ergon in particular installs them for $100. Ergon is being, and Energex are being very proactive for the agricultural sector to, you know, put in their 50%, so to speak. We install them at no cost, but it still costs you $100 to pay for the marker initially, okay? So, yeah, up to 10, we can put up some of these rotor markers so um, you can work safely near them or make sure that people see them so they don't go near them, for example. So that's the main thing. Yeah, the yeah. cheap price to pay. It is, and, and it's sort of funny. You, you talk to I do a lot of ag shows and stuff as well. So, and you'll be talking to to landowners and farmers, and they go, "Oh, yeah, how much are these things?" And you sort of go, hundred dollars," and they go, "Ah, oh, it's too much." And I'm like, "It's that's down from like a thousand." You know, what I mean, it's it's ergon. It costs money to to send guys out there to install them. So, um, you know, we've really put in um, a, a lot of effort to make these things available so people can put some safety systems in place uh, to work on their properties where, you know, power lines and, and land owners need to share that that bit of land, you know what I mean? So, Cookie, you mentioned Look Up and Live is free. It's a free app, which is yep. awesome. Who else should use it? Obviously, you're talking about agriculture, construction, those types of industries yep. should uh, the average person have oh, you could for sure. I mean, on, on the app, so, so it's available at lookupandlive.com, all right? That's the yep. easiest one. Go to lookupandlive.com, but if you're out there on your device, um, any device that's in Google Play, it's in the Apple Store, just type in Look Up and Live and you can download it for free. Now, on the app, there's a lot of safety information, so different industries, you know, trees near power lines, all the little fact sheets that we've got on our website have been converted into this app form, all right? So you can educate yourself so on the stay cool weight, for example, in motor vehicle accidents. You can educate yourself on the surface voltage gradient and the step and touch potential and what to do in an accident. Those stickers I was talking about, all the graphics are in the app. So, for example, if you're in a car accident and you went, what did Cookie say I had to do in that podcast I was listening to? They can grab the phone. And look at it and it'll give them the information that they need. So, you know, in that respect, you know, people that aren't, you know, working the overhead power lines all the time, you can still use it, right? Um, but in particular, workers and businesses, like businesses now I encourage them to, to get their workers to download it. And it's a bit of an induction, so to speak. It's like, well, you need to download the app because power lines are a, are a very um, big hazard for our industry. And we want you to make sure that you use the app to, to educate yourself, number one, but be aware of the power lines that are around you when you get on site or before you get to site, right? Like I said, we want to engineer out the power line hazard completely and make sure that they're not there before the workers get there. But as we know, power lines are, you know, and 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 businesses and, and, and farmers and landowners want to get the job done. So sometimes they've got to work around them. So understanding that you need a plan, you need to get uh, the power line marked. And in particular, 
is to have a safety observer. So someone has to watch you work. That is the the, the law, right? That's the other thing that, that people miss when they're working their power lines. Number one, there is no plan. So they haven't thought about marking. They haven't thought about having a safety observer in place. So when a safety observer is there, the incidents don't occur because the safety observer is watching the machine operate and it makes sure that it doesn't come within three metres of the power line. If it's getting too close to the three metres, the safety observer yells out on his UHF or however they're communicating that you need to stop, right? So that is their role is to stop the machine getting too close to the to the power line. But as I said before, they occur because those, those things aren't in place. Um, and they're three very simple steps. Lookupandlive.com, power line markers and using a safety observer. So much of what you've said is really fascinating and really educational. You've taught us stuff that could be really beneficial to any one of us in certain circumstances. So it's really fascinating and, uh, and, and brilliant stuff. So thank you for that. Are there many people doing what you do, working in the type of role that you're in? Because obviously it's really critical. Yeah, there is. I mean, um, most most distributors will have someone um, similar to myself. I'm, I suppose I was sort of lucky in the fact that um, I was mentored by uh, my boss now, Aaron Smith, he's a very good mate of mine, um, and he was doing this role for a couple of years before I come along, and I was mentored by him and, and pretty much, you know, we're, we're learning along the way. Like you mentioned before, uh, you know, who do I interact with? Well, you know, coming from Cairns, coming to the South Queensland, you know, I didn't know a lot about cotton farming, for example, but I knew a fair bit about cane farming. So I said, oh, look, I need to educate myself. And, you know, I went out on a, on a cotton farm and, and learnt about all the machinery and the spray rigs and the harvest equipment that they use. You know, where does it impact you? So I am very much uh, been able to, to be an advocate for, for workers and then help my business change our policies and procedures to you know, do our 50%, not just go, look, the law's there, legislation, stay away. Well, what is it that we could do better to help people work around it? And that's, you know, the Look Up and Live app and, and, and educating and, and getting people out there to understand, you know, what it is that power lines can do to you if you get too close. Um, but what is the easiest way to negate that that electrical hazard, right? So, yeah, I've, I've been very lucky, I suppose, that, I've sort of been able to create a position that I love and um, been able to do it in a way that, you know, the business has been very supportive of me getting out there and talking face-to-face to people. And, you know, let's be honest, uh, you know, us humans, we actually like talking face-to-face and, you know, fact sheets and stuff on our websites and, and, and adverts and stuff like that. While they're good to have, they're not really um, – attitude changes or safety behaviour changes. Like I can see it when I talk and you see the the people listening to me talk, you know you've got them and you know that then they walk out of the, the talk that they're not going to do the things that they used to do and they're spreading the message to their friends and family because I always absolutely say it. You know, I was talking about the stay call wait message before and I always ask the question, I said, so, you know, you're only about 10 minutes in and a lot of people, they'll come in, they go, oh, another talk, I'm just going to sit up the back and have a sleep and, you know, you can see that you've got them interested and I said, who here has learned something? You know, and nearly every person will put their hand up and go, I didn't know anything about that. And I said, you are not alone. Electrical safety, I suppose, you know, as a society, we've sort of 
you know, people think they can go to work and they'll be safe because of workplace health and safety laws, right? You can put a cage around a, a moving part on a machine so you can't get your hand in there and, and get hurt, right? We just can't put cages around overhead power lines and we can't bury everything, you know, and people still dig it, dig up buried power lines. If you plan effectively, you can you can really stop these incidents from occurring. But also, you know, when electricity gets to our homes, the technology is there to save you, right? So you've got um, safety switches um, that will trip off before you even feel a shock. So if there's a problem with a, an appliance or, you know, you're drilling into a wall and forgot about the, the power cables, the circuit breaker or the, the safety switch will trip off before you even feel it. So, you know, 30 years ago, you'd receive shocks and tingles from your taps, I think a lot of the people from that generation understand that, you know, getting hit by electricity really hurts, whereas, um, uh, you know, in, in this day and age, a lot of people or younger people would never have felt a shock or a tingle other than maybe a static shock, right? I suppose that's one part of it as well. Electrical safety is sort of, I think people are, are less aware of it um, because they haven't ne- never felt a shock or a tingle or never knew someone that got killed by hitting a power line because they have reduced, obviously. So that's where I, you know, sort of fell into this role and, and, and you realise that it happens more often than you think. You know, on average in Queensland, there is one fatality involving overhead power lines a year, you know, and, and probably 10 to 15 where people have been severely burned and um, received amputations from the burns that they've received if they've hit high-voltage power lines. So, yeah, it's, it's it's education, and I think it's just been a little bit lacking over the years, and um, I, I really do think that I've changed a lot of those, um, uh, you know, over the, the past 11 years with other distributors, so I've sort of built a bit of a network up with with other distributors, people that are a similar role to me to go, you know, what are you, you know, what do you do in this situation? And, and we're learning from each other um, and, and raising that, that power line safety awareness and electrical safety in particular. Hi there. I'm just interrupting this very interesting and informative chat with Cookie to talk about our new membership program. All membership payments go towards prize grants to assist our awards winners to make a real difference through their community work. And at only $50 a year, which is something like 14 cents a day, the benefits are huge. We offer so many benefits to our members, which you can check out at www.awardsaustralia.com forward slash shop. But one of the fun benefits is a shout out on the podcast. And this week, we have five new members who've joined us. We have Alf Cantrell from the Banjo Patterson More Than a Poet Museum, who was a 2020 winner of the Community Achievement Awards for Regional New South Wales and ACT. And Alf is due to be a podcast guest soon, so you'll get to hear his story. And also from the 2020 Community Achievement Awards for Regional New South Wales and ACT is finalist Anne Maria Martin, who founded Survivors Are Us, a charity which fights against domestic violence and homelessness within the local community and teaches people skills through volunteering and activities. And then we have the very dedicated Aaron Thomas, the overall winner of the 2019 Seven News Young Achiever Awards in Victoria. Aaron is an experienced registered nurse who has a strong focus and passion for leadership, governance and aged care and is a champion for resident care and safety. We hope to have Aaron on the podcast as a guest this year. We head to the Territory 
to welcome one of our new members, Gary Strawn, who owns the hair salon, Deadly Hair Dude. Gary also trains Indigenous people with hairdressing skills to provide hairdressing services in remote and regional Indigenous communities. And finally, we have Lyndall Denny, who will also have her podcast episode released very soon. Lyndall is a career truck driver and founder of Women in Trucking Australia, and her story is super interesting. Now, to continue our chat with Cookie. Yeah, I think your um, face-to-face is really important, as you say, but you're making it real so people can relate, they can learn, but you're also giving people planning options and, and giving them look up and live app to further understand where they are and how they're personally affected in their situation. Yeah. It's all fantastic. Oh, and it can be used at so many different points, right, from the, the very early planning stages to, you know, the day before or the night before to an emergency situation, all right? So we've just had all the floods um, in Meribara in, in Glenwood region, Gympie, in the last few days, um, you know, state emergency services are out there performing, you know, um, rescues and the Queensland Fire Swift Water, water Rescues. They're in boats where the power lines are now a lot lower, right? So using that um, as an emergency service tool, you know, fighting um, uh, bushfires, people can, the, the you know, the rural fire brigades can see where the power lines are from their device, um, you know, firefighters going into a car crash, they can see that it's it's someone's crashed into a pole, and on that pole is, you know, a twenty-two thousand volt power line. So, it's sort of helping everyone from you know the planning stages right down to emergency services or a or a council worker, for example, come to fix a uh, a mains water leak in the middle of the night. They, they've instantly got you know, information that they got on, on hand to try and deal with that electrical hazard, right? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. You've talked about a few quite significant advances in power line safety. Have there been any others in the past few years that have really been beneficial to health and safety? Oh, like I think the Look Up and Live app has, has been one of them. It just sort of, you know, educates and gets people that ability to plan because it's the thing that people weren't doing. But that rotor marker I was talking about before, working in tandem with that Look Up and Live app has really made some advances. Like we've got around 4,000 of those rotor markers up in Queensland and there hasn't been one contact on a power line that has the rotor marker on it. Um, so, yeah, it, it is making a, a, a big difference, right? And we, you know, we, 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 as a business, look at um, these incidents that are occurring, and if there's anything that we can do to improve safety of those sites, you know, including moving power lines. So we want to work with landowners and, and you know, put a put a invest a bit of um, money into moving um, poles and wires away from um, you know a certain part of the property if that's uh, an option, right? So we want to get it out of the way, but. In the end, someone has to pay for it. Like it just, we can't yeah. just um, move it for nothing. And, and plus, everyone will want to move. So, being able to to work with my business to go look as an advocate for you know, the farming community or the construction community, where where's the middle ground, right? What, what's the right thing to do? And and um, you know, is it going to be beneficial for everyone down the track, right? Because every accidental contact costs. Every every person in in Queensland, Australia, money because if you think about it, say a you know a, a plane hits a power line, right? Takes out the power to everyone. Number one, then you got our guys have got to they were out working doing some 
power line maintenance, for example, they've got to leave the job that they're on now to come over and fix the, the problem that's been created. We then charge that, that company that hits the power line for the damage that they've done, but we never get the money back from the work that they should have been doing. You know what I mean? So every contact costs double. You know, so if that was a $15,000 damage, it's actually $30,000, but we can never get the full payment. So every incident costs everyone money. Yeah. So, you know, the, the Look Up and Live app has actually reduced overall incidents by 25%. Right. Wow, that's a lot of money as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's money saved and, and it's life just been saved. um yeah, it's life saved and and it, it's saving everyone money. You know, I had an example the other day where a, a landowner got a quote to move some power lines and they were thirty thousand dollars to move them, right? And he, he went, Oh, that's too expensive. And to me, that's actually quite cheap. And then he hit the power line about three weeks later, and his bill will be around $30,000. So wow. he could have accepted the $30,000 quote and we could have moved that off there away from where he was working and he would have never hit the power lines. And now he's got a bill for $30,000. And it's not easy just to move power lines after people have hit it, right? They have to go back up where they are. Um, to move power lines takes a fair bit of planning, you know, a lot of infrastructure and, and resources to to move that type of stuff, right? It just can't be rebuilt in a second. So, And all that you're doing, uh, all the safety work that you do, the live, look up and live app, et cetera, et cetera, are all part and parcel of the reason that you won the Cineco Safety Award in the uh, Queensland Community Achievement Awards last November. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a statewide event across all the industries you won the Seneca Award, that must have been a real thrill and such a validation of your important work to have been chosen as the finalist and then, of course, to go on as the winner. Oh, I was, mate. I really um, appreciated, uh, you know, the, the, the nomination firstly and, um, you know, to, to be made a finalist and then eventual winner, I was, um, I know it's another pun, but I was shocked. I was so shocked. I had no idea that I was going to win that award and I didn't think that I was going to because, you know, it's I'm one person and the people that I was up against or the businesses are up against, they were big businesses and I just see myself as, yeah, it's great I got nominated and I'll be able to, you know, sort of promote myself and, you know, when you're talking to to people and they want you to come and, and talk to them, you can say, oh, well, you know, I'm a Queensland Award winner for Syndicate Safety Award and it sort of does help people be at ease because, to be honest, it's hard to sell a free product because people ring you and they say, so what does it cost me to, to get you there? I said, oh, we just got to come up with a, a date and, and I'll get there. It's like, so what, it's it's nothing? And I said, no, it's a, it's a free service. And yeah, um, what's the catch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's hard to sell a free product. People go, that you can't get nothing for free. There's got to be a catch. What's the catch? I said, there is no catch, right? So um, having, you know, that, that award and, um, you know, that behind you, saying to people, look, I'm good at what I do. Um, trust me when I get, and, you know, a lot of people don't want to give you the time, right? Although, you know, can you do it 15 minutes? I'm like, well, no, I won't come. Um, you know, give me at least an hour, an hour and a half. We, we can really have some good conversations and your staff, your staff will love it. And then I, I do the talks and then you'll, you'll see the emails come back or people ringing and say, you know, that people are still talking about it. You know, it's been four weeks ago. They're still talking about power line safety and, 
you know, and the feedback that you get face to face on the day, it just validates what you're doing. So I'm sort of getting that every day when I'm at work and just I've built up a really big network of people across Queensland and Australia and overseas. I actually got flown to Atlanta just before COVID um, in 2019 uh, to to show some of the, the larger businesses or distributors in, in in the US and Canada what we're doing in in, in Queensland and um, it was just amazing to 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 think that you know a little bloke from Mariba in far north Queensland got flown to to the US to tell them how we're doing it over there you know um, in, in Queensland so it's amazing experience and and then yeah I thought I'd be going back to the US a few more times in the past two years. But, yeah, COVID hit and that sort of all changed because, yeah, it was there was a lot of people over there that wanted, wanted me to come back. So, um, well, you've got um, a great story. You're a good presenter. Remembering back to the awards night in November at the Royal on the Park, what was something that inspired you about the nights? It was bigger than what I thought, to be honest. Like, you know, uh, I've been to a couple of different awards-type ceremonies and, and they're more um, safety because that's the industry I'm in, right? And you got all people from different parts of, of, of safety, whereas this was a more general award and it, me- it meant a lot to me because, like I said, it was bigger than what I thought. Um, and just having a lot of people come up to me um, during and after uh, congratulating on me on what I do and, and how my my brand or my you know, my presence in Queensland in particular is, has grown over the last, you know, 11 years and in particular in the last probably four to five years because of the app, like the, the Look Up and Live app. It's just given me that opportunity to to sell a free product. So you're not just preaching safety and then go, all right, have fun storming the castle. You've actually got a tool to give people to go, if you use this and come up with a very simple plan, you've already reduced the, the risk of hitting an overhead power line by just looking at your phone, just yeah. looking at a map on your phone. Because, you know, our, our brains, I was talking about before, our brains love Im- love images, right? So when you're seeing that image of, a, you know, uh, your property from above, you're putting all the stuff together. And when you turn up on site, your brain goes, oh, yeah, that's the line I've seen, that, that, everything, yep, no worries. So it, it really is helping people. Yeah. Yeah, well, big shout-out to 7 News and Channel 7 for uh, their support, 7 Queensland, of course, regionally. They make a huge contribution towards the program. We're very thankful to them for their support each year for the awards, and it's really important that we do acknowledge people like yourself who are making a difference for people in the community. Maybe not everybody that's nominated saves lives in the way that you do, but their community contribution supports someone it's such a privilege to be able to recognise people like yourself through these awards and chatting to you today has been absolutely fascinating and very educational. Now, you're also, you've won a, an industry-specific award as well. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, in 2020, in, in the middle of COVID, I also won the, the Australian Workplace Health and Safety Professional of the Year so, yeah, that was an awesome uh, recognition as well. Um, another one that I was very, very surprised to get. Uh, very different in a COVID year. You know, the old trophy just turned up in the mail and yeah. no one shouted me any beers or a feed because it was all <laughs> virtual, right? So, yeah, um, yeah not, not the best year to, to win a national award, but I tell you what, I was, I was very, 
very chuffed to to receive it um, in 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 safety. In actual in actual fact, um, my team and the Look Up and Live app won a safety excellence award at the Australian Workplace Health and Safety Awards in 2021. So I did get to go and have a feed and get a free beer. So, yeah, (laughs) so it was awesome. Great recognition for your awesome work. And it is really important, as I said, to acknowledge really great work and community contribution. Our awards, of course, the community awards, start up again in May. Would you encourage listeners to nominate someone for whatever category it might be oh for sure look like i said i was very surprised to to make it to the finalists and and to you know eventually win the award but it was a great experience because like i said it doesn't matter what industry you're in but to actually win um you know an award like that that's over every um, industry was was amazing and just to meet the you know few contacts and people that i met at the awards you know just just adds to my network of people that I can call on from now on and it does spread the message of what you're trying to um, get out there and like I don't do it for the awards at, at all you know I, I do it because it it's the right thing to do and I can spread that knowledge and, and education out there and stop incidents from occurring but yeah to, to be acknowledged it, it certainly feels good yeah for sure. People just do what's got to be done they have a passion to make a difference they don't look for the accolades as you said but it is uh, just such a lovely experience for someone to nominate. Encourage, you um, encourage businesses and, and managers and stuff to, you know, reward their staff and nominate them because um, you never know who's going to make it on the day. It just depends on the judges. Right. Like all of us, Cookie, you must feel the daily pressure build up from time to time. How do you stay motivated and re-energize yourself? It's easy to stay motivated when you have people telling you that you're doing a great job. You know, when, when people call you and, and um, you know, and even like the awards, you know, the, the people that congratulated me over, you know, social media, my accounts on, on LinkedIn and, and, and Facebook just validated that I'm doing the right thing. And, and when people will contact you for more information or, or repeat visits, sort of Keep, really does keep me going and, and people thanking you and shaking your hands and, and stuff like that um, makes me feel good about what I'm doing. So that's yeah, it. that's awesome. It's pretty easy to be honest <laughs> when you get that validation, right? So yeah. Hey, uh, what's your company? Shout out. I work for Energy Queensland. Oh, so nice. Energy Queensland is Ergon uh, and Energex now have essentially merged. So yes, yes. I work for. Energy Queensland, but look, I do a lot of work with distributors all over Australia, um, Yellen, and uh, the US and Canada in particular, and and the UK. Sort of, you know, just learning from each other, right? It's like it doesn't matter what part of the world you live in, power lines and electricity works exactly the same. So in particular in, in Australia, I'm trying to align everyone's safety, you know, messages and that, that just to align them so they're more similar, so people don't have to, you know, if you move from New South Wales to Queensland or or you're a national company, why can't the laws and legislation be more national? Um, because it is really a, a, you know, worldwide problem where people are hitting power lines and, and um, yeah, electricity doesn't change, doesn't matter what country you're in, it's exactly yeah. the same. So that is sort of my mission is to try, try to align stuff so people can understand and, um, yeah, have that knowledge um, well, on, on electrical safety. Shout out to Energy Queensland, I think, for allowing you, by the sounds, to follow your passion and your mission and 
you know, to follow your dreams of making a difference and impacting people's safety in their yeah. lives. So I think that's absolutely brilliant too. What's something quirky that we might not know about you? Oh, I, I, um, I play the guitar and sing as well. Yeah, I still remember I was like 26 years old, so last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's... um. I sort of said to my wife one day, I said, oh, you know, I can sing a little bit. Um, should have learned a guitar. Too late now. And she goes, you're 26 years old. <laughs> so she bought me a guitar. So I um, taught myself to play a guitar from a book. And, yeah, no, I just used to play for friends and family and stuff. But um, uh, during COVID, my mother was like, can you film yourself? And you should put it on YouTube. So, yeah, now I started my own YouTube channel there. So I just sort of play <laughs> and, and sing and you know, share it on, you know, your Facebook page and people can like it and, and listen to it if they want, mainly friends and family, but, um, yeah, it goes all right. It's a great stress relief for me. I, I, I love it. So, yeah. Well, that's cool. And what type of music do you prefer? What's your genre? Or- uh, sort of folk music and rock. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. I still sort of do more slowish songs so just acoustic guitar is what i play so anything that sort of suits my voice um yeah i just jump on play play a few chords and belt out a few tunes whatever sounds good i'll, I'll start playing there some days and sort of shout to my wife and she goes oh no don't put that one on youtube <laughs> <laughs> so uh she's my validator she's like here have a listen to this one what's that sound like yeah, yeah you can share that one on youtube it's like it's not too bad so. Well, hats off to you. There is not a song on the planet that suits my voice, I can assure you of that, uh, sadly. So if we need uh, entertainment anytime for the Community Achievement Awards, I'll give you a buzz. Yeah, yeah, no dramas. <laughs> be our star attraction. So what's next for uh, Glenn Cook? Uh, look, I, I really want to improve the, the lookupandlive.com app. Um, you know, there's so much more we can do with that. We haven't you know, uh, spent millions of dollars on it. It's It's been, you know, a fairly, um, you know, we're just sharing data onto a platform. Um, I'd love to put some some extra features in there for people to be able to use, like, you know, an alarm, for example. So if you could set an alarm to if you were 25 metres away from a power line, your phone would ding and, and make noises or whatever. Just, you know, not features that are going to save your life, but they're just extra features that would, uh, alert you to, you know, power lines being there if it forms part of your plan, you know what I mean? So, you know, there's, there's lots of ideas running around in my head to, to help people work near power lines, you know, even as simple as holding up your phone to see the power lines and, you know, give you a bit of a risk assessment that would come back and, and tell you what the voltage is and how high they are. And like, there's so many extra things that we can do but to, to, to get that happening, so... It's a it's a slow process, but it's it's something that I want to um, yeah continue to to move on as improve that um, lookupandlive.com app. It's a brilliant aim, and it's such a great app, and I highly recommend that everybody should uh, download it because you never know when you might be working near power lines. Any of us, particularly you know, if you're up doing gardening or pruning that's high higher than you would expect, even around home, it would be great. So what do you think the world needs more of right now? Oh, more rotor markers, mate. We need more rotor markers in the air to stop people hitting power lines. Yeah. Uh, look, I always try to stay out of, of politics and stuff, but um, yeah, I think we I think we rely a little bit too much on 
on um, non-fact-checked um, social media posts, to be honest. So, I mean, obviously with, with COVID and all that going around, it's, I mean, there's a lot of people uh, worse affected than me, so I shouldn't complain, but I don't know. There seems to be a lot of misinformation out there these days. So, yeah, social media can be a bit of a trap, can't it? Yeah, it can be, for sure. You hear all yeah. sorts of stuff. It provides good information, but uh, it can mm. be a bit of a trap. Is there any advice that you'd leave with our listeners? I just love people to plan your work and uh, stay three metres away and use a safety observer if you've got to work near power lines, right? It's just just having that initial plan. Use your phone. Look at a map on your phone. You will absolutely um, reduce the risk of hitting an overhead power line. Stay safe out there. If you ever receive a shock or a tingle, just ring straight away. Don't put up with shocks and tingles. Ring, ring electrical contractor or ring Ergon or an NGX or your power line distributor and get someone out there to have a look at it, all right? And obviously that stay cool, wait message. Good advice. In fact, planning, I think, is key for any uh, anything. It is. It, it, it very much is. And, and like I said, that's what people aren't doing when it comes to power lines because your, your brain's just telling you you don't need to worry about it. Yeah. What we don't know, we don't worry about. That's it. Good advice, mate. Where can our listeners connect with you online and find out more about the lookupandlive.com app, Powerline Safety, and, and what you do? Oh, obviously, the app, download the app. It's got so much information in there, um, and it's, you know, categorised into your industry or, or whether it's just, a, you know, clearing trees or planting trees on your on your property, all the information's there, obviously at lookupandlive.com. But I'm more than happy to people to, to give me a call. Like I mentioned before, I, I'm a bit of a talker, so if you've got questions, I'm more than happy to to take them. So, you know, my number is 0418 or, you know, my email address, glenn.cook at energyq.com.au. More than happy of people to contact me. I'm pretty Googleable too, mate. So if you if you Google Glenn Cook power lines, I reckon you'll find me. <laughs> awesome. And LinkedIn there's a, there's a few articles and and um, uh, you know media type things that are out there about me now. So my contacts there, and I'm sure you'll probably have my contact details in this um, podcast. So and they'll be on the show notes as well. Cookie, it's been such a pleasure talking with you today. You're a real inspiration. You're a community champion that makes a real difference, real, real difference um, in the lives of people. And we're very thankful for all that you do. Thanks so much for taking time to chat with me. And thanks so much for uh, all that you do. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for the invite. And, um, yeah, really appreciate them chatting with you. And just encourage people out there to to give me a call or send me an email if they want to talk about something. I'm, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to be an advocate for you guys and, um, yeah, give you the information that you need to to get. Well, thanks so much, Cookie, and uh, shout out to Seneca as well who have made the award possible with, so that more people can find out about what you do and the importance of power line safety as well. I hope everybody's enjoyed the chat with Cookie today as much as I have and have become more aware of the importance of power line safety, something that we undervalue and underestimate, I think. So get on and download the Look Up and Live app. Have a chat with uh, Cookie uh, if you have any questions or want to know more. Before we close, quick plug for our Awards Australia shop, our community marketplace, and also our membership drive at the moment. All purchases 
of a $50 membership goes towards uh, providing grant funding for our award winners. So until next week, take care, be safe, be healthy and be kind because together we make a difference. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I have. We would love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss an episode. Join us each week as we talk with ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. Did you know that Awards Australia is a family-owned business that proudly makes a difference in the lives of those that make a difference for others? And we thank our corporate and not-for-profit partners for making our award programs possible. Do you know someone that's making a difference? Or maybe your business might like to sponsor an award. Contact us through our Instagram page, inspirational.australians, or head to our website, awardsaustralia.com. It would be great if you could share this episode with your network because who doesn't like a good news story? And please rate and review us. We would really love to hear your thoughts. Until next week, stay safe. And remember, together we make a difference. Thanks for joining us today on the Inspirational Australians podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and have been inspired by ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. So it's goodbye for another week. Remember, together we make a difference.